Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 221. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And Ian is with us. I'm back. Hope you didn't miss me too much. I don't. We didn't miss you at all, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and we have the dumbass himself. Hey. What, were you expecting something more? <laughs> we were expecting something more, yes. <laughs> How's everybody doing this evening? Oh, not too bad. I'm doing pretty good. Not too bad. That 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 indicates that that things are bad, but they're just not too bad. So how bad is I'm, not too bad? I, how about if I'm how about if I'm just moderately neato? Okay, that'll work. I'm not unwell, thanks. I'm quite gruntled. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, anything. Our last episode sounded like crap because of a, because I, I tracked the problem down the way that I had my stuff cabled. And there's this popping noise behind it. It's awful. I apologize. It was, but it's really bad. I don't even know if it's listenable. And of course, right now the the website is down, and I can't put it up. And we're having all sorts. Of, we're having lots of technical problems. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of something clever to say. Yeah, to yeah. That, but I, I, mean, I got yeah. nothing. Okay. Well, <laughs> is there anything else we need to talk about? Or, or do we just move right on? I may as well just move right on. Okay. Uh, um. Hey, hey, Ian, what time is it? Oh, yeah, she's not here, so. It's Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Right. And could you say that again, but sexier? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't have a sexy voice. Sorry. Well, so what do we got here? I And unfortunately, it went in at the last minute where we left masturbating to the last moment possible. Hey, but that's how uh, we do it. Uh, well, I found this article about this... Uh, British firm that's offering employees days off to masturbate at four days a year for the purpose of masturbation and says that it boosts productivity. <clears throat> this is a British firm called Lalo UK. It's a sexual intimacy brand company. Uh, this is uh, a lot to do with in conjunction with its brand and how it wants to uh, portray itself as a sexually open company. And uh, the you know, like uh, I, nobody's going to uh, complain about an extra four days off to masturbate. Uh, but it's it's all really based on a survey that they put out. They surveyed Britons who say that orgasms make them happier and they feel more productive. Okay, but why do, they, why do they need a whole okay. day to do it? Yeah, that, that's pretty much my thought. Like, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be better to schedule some time, in like th maybe throughout the day, like... Hey, it's two o'clock. Time to masturbate. Wouldn't that be maybe so like more a effective? Masturbation breaks at work. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, but I mean, a whole day. I mean, are you are you gonna? Well, okay, not you, but are most people gonna masturbate for a day? I mean, I'm uh, thinking depends. some people are gonna take. Wait, was that? Uh, did Mad Cat join us? Yes, Mad Cat joined us. Ah, there yeah. you are. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was unconscious for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I think a lot of pe people are going to be like, yeah, taking the day off, feeling horny, but you know they'll they'll just spend it watching TV or something, which I think is is terrible. If if you're going to take the entire day off to masturbate, spend the day masturbating. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. Well, you can watch TV at the same time. <laughs> That's true. I don't I don't. Yeah, uh, challenge yourself to what you can masturbate to, like put on. Uh, Christian children funds ad. See if you can get off to that. I suspect that they're not wrong about the productivity. And I think just giving people more days off a lot will make them more productive when they're at work. You know, so they're breaking that up a little bit more. I think that that's, that's probably not going to hurt them uh, as far as productivity wise. Whether they masturbate or not, I think it's probably a good idea. Mm, probably right. And like I was just thinking, like this is based entirely on a survey, so it's not really real science. It's just people saying, yeah, I feel more productive uh, after I masturbate, which, you know, that's uh, that's not exactly sci a scientific study on the matter. But, you know, it's sex positive, and I like that at least. 
I like that too. I just think I just think masturbation breaks would, would be the better way to go. You know, hey, you look like you're having a lot of trouble getting this report done. Why don't you go into the masturbation booth, so rub one out, and come back and finish this up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Who's who's gonna be who's gonna be the poor side cleaning those? I don't I don't know. But remember remember we had the one um that New York was supposed to have the masturbation booths, right? Mm-hmm. Was it wasn't right. it New York? Same concept, right? It, and if you're in New York, you can say, "Hey, just uh, why don't you just go down the street? You know, you know, hey, into the booth for a while, right? I mean, is it isn't the, isn't that the idea? They're more productive after they masturbate, so get them out masturbating more often. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the washroom fulfills the same purpose, but I guess a masturbation booth could be filled with like materials and stuff. Maybe even have like a video screen. Yeah. I think I'm I'm looking at linked articles. I'm about to read this one that says woman taste takes masturbation breaks at work instead of going for coffee. There we go. See, (laughs) this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Having sex with an ex could be good. What, what, what is this? Oh, it's the mirror.co.uk. Okay. Lots of, lots of sex positive uh, stuff on here under the read more section. You know, the the, uh, the thing uh, that, Days off to masturbate thing makes me think of that episode of Scrubs where Cox talked Turk into uh, going and uh, playing a little bit of physician heal thyself. He came out and everybody was waiting there with popcorn because they knew exactly what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Mac just put or no, Ian just gave us this. Let's see. Woman takes masturbation breaks at work. Instead of coffee, here's what she thinks. But it said something about about w- w- her being some sort of witch. What, in the no, video? nothing about a witch. Wait, what, what did I see in this video? What was the headline on the video? Is the video? I have the of... video is tantric tantric witch sex coach. There we go. Yeah, that's okay. what I want to know more about. I want to know more about what's <laughs> going on in the video. Whatever about taking the masturbation breaks instead of coffee. That 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 I get. I want to know more about the tantric sex. The what, what was it again, Mac? Tantric sex, or tantric witch sex coach. There we go. That's what I want to know about. <laughs> I, I love her quote here. Uh, the fact is, when you do what you do alone behind the closed door of your office restroom cubicle is really none of your employer's business, provided you're not doing it outside of your break time. So fap away, I say. <laughs> I think, though, a lot of people would be uncomfortable with the idea of having, of having a specialized booth for masturbation. Um, like only, uh, only because we've every, stigmatized it so much, right? If, if every uh, every office I've ever seen has had multiple glass windows facing out into the into the office in in in, in Toto. Uh, also, every cubicle I've ever seen has been short sided and open at the back. Well, she said saying, office restroom cubicle. Yeah. So. Oh, here. Yeah, I've never seen that problem with the restrooms per se. But if you read her article, she talks to when she's feeling kind of stressed and stuff, she'll go and take a, her coffee break. But instead of having coffee or um, smoking a vape, apparently, like she sees a lot of the, her other co workers do, she sneaks into the restroom and gets herself off and claims she comes back feeling relaxed and ready to go at it again. Yeah. I mean, even if you, even if you do have a positive view of sexuality, I think, you know, like, a coworker gives you a knowing smile as you step out of the booth. That might be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit off-putting. Enough. Okay, so maybe the booth's a bad idea. Also, what kind of uh, what kind of break does the guy who cleans the booth get? <laughs> well, that was. Well, I, think that I think he, he just hose it down. Love, does he clean. take Does he take his break before he cleans it? Uh, you know, that would make sense. <laughs> I, I think there'd be a level of self-cleaning too. I mean, seriously. You, how big of a mess are you going to make? Grab a couple Clorox wipes, wipe everything down afterwards, throw it out, and move on. If you're making a bigger mess than that, you've got some issues. You've got some towels to bring in there. Right. So <laughs> what, what if I what if I, I want to have food sex and I want to smash a cake while I masturbate? <laughs> What's more, if, if, if you set it up so it's self-cleaning, you clean up after yourself. Go ahead. Make whatever kind of mess you want the food as long as you're willing to clean it up afterwards. Hmm. All right. Are we overthinking this? <laughs> Probably, but... There is a possibility of that, yes. <laughs> of course we are. That's what oh, we do. Right. That's what we do. Right. Okay. Sorry. 
Uh, we're gonna have to say, we're gonna next week we're, we'll or we'll we'll save the tantric witch sex coach for uh that this sounds like it could be uh yeah wow bookmark that then yeah we'll bookmark it this one yeah we'll come back to it <laughs> so the bottom line here is I think giving people more days off is probably a good thing I think they I think they will be more productive I mean I, I assume that they're like floating personal days type type of things and uh, I think that I think that that's great. Um, and I don't care whether they masturbate or not. Sorry, dumbass. I'm ju- I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, I think the same thing. I think uh, uh, just having a day off, no matter what you do on that day, whether you spend it diddling yourself all day or whether you just uh, sleep all day, that's probably going to make you feel better. Uh, there yeah. You go. Yeah, I agree. Forget the 69. The 68 is the steamy new sex position you need to try. I love this, this, this. There's so many great articles on this site. <laughs> great headlines, at least. I don't know if the articles are any good, but the headlines are really good. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we got next? Let's move on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Duck Dynasty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go. So, so your source here is MSNBC, but they're talking about a segment from Fox News. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, so we know the leanings. We got right. the the opposite poles of each other talking about each other. Right. Essentially. Or, well, or one talking about the other. Doc Dynasty store. I don't need healthcare because I have immortality given to me by God. So Phil Robinson, the like father figure of Duck Dynasty. I, uh, that's my understanding. I, I actually seriously Phil, can say I've never really Phil watched Robertson. the show. Phil, Phil Robertson. Not Robert. You know. Okay. Robertson. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Cousin of Pat. Basically, is he? The, a, a rich conservative who um, apparently believes that um, he shouldn't be taxed at all um, is claiming that um, the average person shouldn't worry about health care because all they really need to do is believe in Jesus Christ and they'll gain immortality after they die. Because, you know, when Jesus you know, roamed the earth and walked <clears> around <throat> and healed everyone. Oh, no, no. He must not have healed everyone because that would have been different he must have told everyone listen listen you don't need to be healed right now just wait and die and then everything will be fine well that was kind of mother Teresa shtick mm. like if, if that's the case that all you need to do is believe in uh in jesus uh in order to like never get sick and never die have right. immortality uh well no where, but he's not the, saying that where, he's he's not saying you're jesus not getting disciples right now where where are they uh, they, they should be still alive right <laughs> <laughs> well, but actually, the interesting thing is I've seen logic um, like this brought up by Christians before, and I always look at it like, well, so you're saying abortion is not a bad thing. You know, you know, we want to abort all these fetuses we can so they can get up to heaven and have rewards. No, no, no. Abortion's horrible because like you're making it sound like life because is suffering reasons. and it's best to die and get this immortality and all this stuff being offered to us in the afterlife. Right, because if if when you do that, you're following well, God's plan. You're not interfering with it. Here's the thing: is abortion interferes what they think God's plan is, and and if, by some of these, you know, we see these with the with the people up in really Washington. Nothing to do with uh, not being being getting sick or anything, right? But know? here's the thing: but we also see the people up in Washington, you know, in places like that, the the followers of Christ Church, where they won't even go, they they won't even go see, you know, a physician, right? Because it's interfering with God's plan. So if you get sick. You're either going to get well or die, right? Either way, that's well, that's God's plan, is, right? That's not even his excuse, though. If you listen to it, he doesn't bring that up. He claims he's not been sick and had to go. Well, uh, um, and that's fine. I, I mean, I very rarely go to the doctors, but I don't have any serious medical problems. I generally go once a year for my physical, and that's about it. Yeah, there are people like me that don't need to go constantly. Well, it is but, also it is possible that he actually can't get sick through that scraggly ZZ Top beard. Here's the thing. In most people in your age bracket probably aren't going to the doctor all that right. much, right? So as you get older is when you need the health care more. Right. And so, like he says, so for 50 years he didn't have health care. Well, okay, but that doesn't that, – okay, so since you didn't need it, no one does? I mean this is the problem yeah. with their, the argument that they're making. Right, and the thing is it goes against if, – if you're really a Christian and really follow what Christ says, it goes against it. Christ went and healed people. He seemed concerned with making right. sure – they had the best lives they had here and now. Christ and went and healed people. Us, That's the yeah. point: is that Christ went and did it. God right. to God healed those people, not not medicine. They, they, we were, That's but, just interfering with God's plan. No, 
Well, but the fact you that know. he made it important that they're healthy here and now on Earth should say something. He's saying it's not important that we're healthy here and now on Earth. He's saying all that matters is the afterlife. But yes. no, it, um, Christ made it sound like it was important. And the other thing is, obviously, his uh, excuse is, well, I shouldn't have to pay um, taxes to help government. Um, well, that's, see, well, but that's the real one of issue the most here. famous quotes we keep hearing brought up from that Christ said, what, what the one about give to Caesar that which is his. That was Christ saying, pay your taxes because that's not important. Okay, but uh, here's you know, the thing. None of these people really care until until <clears throat> it helps their argument, right? Right. And, I, and, you know, I, I wish you guys would just calm down and enjoy the pie. <laughs> but the thing is, nothing and, Phil Robinson actually said in that interview was from the Bible. That, he well, was yeah. just giving his his justification for not have for him not being taxed so that you know oh i they don't need this healthcare stuff just believe in christ and everything's going to be fine two words willie yeah. nelson <laughs> well you know I, I i i think ian that you need to calm down and just enjoy the pie it's freshly picked cherries and the pie is in the sky right but seriously i don't think you can find anything within christ's teachings that justified okay the argument he puts forth here but so mother yeah, teresa Christ did goes against it. Right, but he, but Mother Teresa set up these places where people that were sick would go and basically right. suffer until they died, and the suffering would essentially bring them closer to God, right? But here, mm. but it, the difference was when she got sick, she went, she went to when she got cancer, she went and got the best medicine possible. So the question is, right now he's not sick, but when he gets sick, what is he going to do? Right. He's going to get mama. the best doctors he can afford. Exactly. So, and considering it's well documented that the, everything about him was invented pretty much just for the Duck Dynasty show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the host pushed back on him a little bit, right? Yeah, but and not I, much. Which I really appreciated. Yeah, well, yeah. he didn't I like I, the fact that he, he apparently... Phil Robertson is a little too extreme, even for Fox News. <laughs> well, for the for who was who was the interviewer? Neil Cavuto. Yeah. Okay. So for Neil, it was, but who knows for who else, right? Mm-hmm. The, there's a we have a problem though in that we aren't talking to people whose views disagree with this. We're demonizing them, at least on the internet. Let me let me let me let me make this clear. On the internet, you know, the, that's where discourse goes to die. Instead of instead of trying to talk to people and, and you know trying to establish points on either side, instead we say if they if they don't agree with me, they're evil. And we see that going on so much. And, and yeah. it happens here. I mean, we, we sit on Fox News. We sit on MSNBC. I mean, these are not places that are going that are actually having fair and honest oh. discord. You know, I, I think you're kind of right about that. Um, like uh, we, we talked about social justice warriors before. And I think a lot of the time when people like use the term so- social justice warriors, they're just using it as an excuse not to listen yep. to what other people have to it. say. But yeah. But, you know, I think that they're the thing where like a lot of people who will portray the other side as evil and will advocate things like, you know, like unfriending people who don't share your opinion on this because, you know, they're actively hurting people or whatever. I have friends at work who I disagree with very much. And, and they, they do this all the time. They'll say stuff about liberals and I'm stand, sitting right there and, and and I can usually make a point, you know, where they're going too far. right? And we can have a conversation because... I, I think these people are wrong about many, many things, but they're not evil, right? They, in, right? And in some ways, they're even racist, right? But but we have a conversation with them. I don't say, well, you, I mean, you're just a racist and I'm not going to talk to you. That, that does nobody no good. You have to have a conversation. Right. And, when well, I can, and when I can point them out stuff that they're wrong about, they do, they do accept the information, right? And they show me where I'm wrong about stuff and I have to accept the information. So, right. so we the can way, have these conversations. Yeah. Ian, I really, really liked the article that you put up on Facebook about the MAGA hat. Right. I, I really liked that because it was it was a person who was, you know, basically complaining about the fact that he gets he gets weird looks and mistreatment in places he goes where when he's wearing his MAGA hat. And, you know, the guy concluded at the end, he said you know, you're now seeing what these people that are complaining about being picked on, you're now seeing what they're seeing. The only difference is you can take your MAGA hat off. Right. Well, that, and that's a really good point, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And um, I'm just remembering, I think it was Megan Phelps Roper who did that TED Talk 
<clears throat> about her quitting the church. Yeah. That that was Megan Philthrover, right? It was. Yeah, we talked about so. that. Her her main point was like uh, she she would would never have been able to do this if it weren't for people you know having open and honest conversations with her to change her mind rather right. it, it, rather than people just you know treating her with scorn and ridicule. Right, but we have to give her some credit here because she had to sift through all of the noise to get to those people that actually wanted to have a conversation with her. Because I guarantee you most of what she was getting was hate. So maybe yeah. one in a hundred was was something that she could actually work with, right? So she took she also took the time to 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 discord to have a discourse with people that actually wanted to have that discourse. And so she really I mean I'm sure she had to work hard to get to get and through her Twitter feed to find the them. Problems. A lot of people just don't want to have it. I know yeah. on Facebook recently, probably about two or three months ago you know, not not a strong friend, but a, an acquaintance had put something up. I can't even remember what it was about. And I, I'm like, well, no, no, you guys got that wrong. And I, I went in and I tried to have you know explain what was wrong with that. And what I got back was, you can't fix stupid as the reply referring to me. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm trying to have an exchange with you guys. The only thing you can throw back is you think I'm stupid. No, and actually, they, maybe they were maybe they were telling you that you couldn't fix them because they were stupid. It's <laughs> <laughs> possible. So uh, this Benefit led of the to doubt. unfriending and blocking of me. And the thing is, if you look through the exchange, I was trying to have a conversation with them. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't accuse them of anything. I said, "Listen, what you just posted is wrong, and here's why." And the reply was, "Oh, you're just stupid because you disagree with us. You know, well, liberals it, don't yeah. know nothing." Well, at Stuff that point, like that. you have it's to walk like, away, right? I mean, you, you, have, yeah. you have to walk away from these conversations when that happens. But and, and, I, and I, I get the I get the um, the impulse to like just throw up your hands and not want to deal with these people too, because arguing with them uh, online can be a very frustrating experience. Well, even face to face, I've had a few, but no, I, I'm all for having the conversation. I want to, because honestly, if if I'm wrong in what I'm saying, I want to know. But you actually have to provide proof? The, 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 yeah, proof that I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. Don't just say, well, your opinions are wrong because they're not mine. That's not proof. No, and that you're no. right about that. But well, you, but, in, in, yeah. in the case of, of me, it is proof. But your opinions are wrong because they're not mine. But, you know, for most people, no. <laughs> and well, that right there is the attitude that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah. But and all this seems to almost connect to the next article, which I didn't intend. But because the next article, Christian TV host, if Dems win the midterms, they'll burn down churches and kill thousands of Christians. Okay, of course they won't. I mean, who they, told this... them? <laughs> God damn it! So what? This and is I mean, you know, obviously we you know we we've been planning this all along. Oh, this is so. This is a, okay. So this comes from deadstate.org, and it looks like this. What what is this site? Is this deadstate.org? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, but is it is it a religious site of some sort? I mean, is it does it have a viewpoint? Um, I, I think it's uh, uh, liberal. If you look at talk oh, about it, okay. getting this up, working with right wing watch in the article itself, saying this came from um white yeah right wing rot watch yeah yeah <laughs> I'm doing good right wing watch. Right yeah, wing watch. Unique New York. Unique New York. You know you need unique New York. You know, and you know, we hate God. We're against God. We love to abort babies. We love to promote sexual immorality. Everything that drives us is in opposition to God and his moral laws. That is the so why are we watching white rings? <laughs> because you can't see the black ones. <laughs> so what Christian host said this? Does it even matter? Is it? It was it. Was uh, it Rick Wilds? Yep. Rick Wilds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, but you know, this is one of those it's, things. It's it's one of those situations where you're you're looking at people who are saying, well, you know, what would I do if I was given this power? Okay. Well, that's probably what somebody else would do. Here's the thing: is that most of most liberals are still, or at least consider themselves to be Christians. Yeah, they're just moderate Christians. Well, and even the atheists, we don't hate God. I, I, I've always found that the most puzzling thing. We, how can we hate something we don't believe in? Well, that I have it no is even with Christ it is even that. Well, you it's, know, like there, there is a lot of atheist rhetoric uh, yeah, that uh, we should get rid of religion completely. So there is that. Here's the thing: is that I, I think that 
they miss the point of like what the Freedom for Religion Foundation is trying to do. Well, the the Freedom for Religion Foundation is not trying to get rid of religion. It gets it gets, but and, but these people would say that that's what they're trying to do. It is we are, but they do want to get it out of politics, is right? Yeah. They, they want to create this separation. Yeah. Go ahead, have your church, have your we religion. Are, we are simply anti-Sharia law, essentially, and that includes Christian Sharia law, right? Yep. But Christians don't see that as Sharia law. Well, they only see Sharia law if it's not their law. Here's the thing: is that the reason that that's there is not because they were worried about atheists. They were they were worried about different Christian sects wanting to impose themselves on other Christian sects, right? Yeah. That's why that law is there, and they forget that that you know they. It, when they talk about this, they talk about, oh, just Christian, but that's, uh, you know, but here's the thing is that it would, it's the same if it's a Muslim, right? We don't, I don't want Muslim, um, you know, beliefs affecting, you know, affecting what's going on in politics either. Right. They need to, yeah. they need to have them separated. Agreed. And, that's the and, and, uh, and I think we should specify, it's not think that uh, politicians shouldn't have beliefs that are rooted in their religious beliefs in some ways, just that, just that it shouldn't affect it shouldn't affect their it shouldn't affect their performance of their job because right. what they're there for is for the will of their constituents. Right. But here's the other here's the other piece. Yeah, of their this. their policy should be based on what 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 they think is best for their constituents. Yes. None of this matters because Rick Wilds knows what we're saying and he knows what we want. But if you say that on your show, you 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 know you don't get. It doesn't go viral. If you say um, liberals are going right. to burn down churches, it goes viral. The, this and is this is about views. This is not about truth. Right. But the problem is it, just saying that is going to get people worked up and get, you know, it, 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 right. The, the right. The right wing right now seems to very much be trying to stir their side into violence if they don't get what they want. We, you know, Trump is undeniably it? is doing that. Well, he is. We have yeah. people like. Him doing it, it's like, oh, if we lose the election, they're going to kill us and burn us. We can't, you know. It's like, wait a moment. Uh, it's been how many months since we won the election? We haven't done any of this stuff. Yet you know um, a year from now we're going to be hearing this all again that if Trump, you know, if Trump loses and the Democrats win, there's going to be Christians being um, burned in the streets. Because that's what gets their people out to vote. Yeah. Right? Okay. But you know, there's no way that there's no way that you know we when we win the election, we're going to immediately go kill all the pastors. I mean, if you kill all the pastors, then what happens to the milk and the eggs? They don't get pasteurized. No, we're not going to kill all the pastors. At least not right away. I mean, that's going to take several years to get them all. Yeah, but that's because they don't have health care because you know they're waiting for them to die so they can get the immortality. <laughs> We don't need to do anything. I mean, just let them do what um, they're preaching, and we shouldn't have to lift a finger. Yeah. So we're not going to kill the pastors. We'll kill the earliers? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> okay, uh, at least someone understood it. <laughs> yeah. It took me a minute to get there. Uh, yeah. All right. But, uh, oh. you know, it's... Uh, I don't know what you. I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, we know what the problem is. We know what's actually going on here, but what's the solution? Well, the pro, the essence of why this is done is because um, you have a group of people that, and I'm, I'm not trying to be straight on salting, but they don't want to think for themselves. It's, really I, it's not even that. I don't think that that's it at all. I think that the problem is empathy. <laughs> I think a lot of times mm. that it's an no, issue no, of empathy. Like that. I mean. Even when we go back to healthcare, they have theirs, right? That's all they care about. As long as they can protect yeah. theirs, it's some, they, they don't worry yeah. about the other people until it affects them, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. right. There, there's a level well, of that, and there's also a very high level of of pure spoiled here. I this is this is people who essentially are going to throw a tantrum if they don't get their own way. Well, because they're privileged. I mean, that it comes back. Yeah. To, it's, so now we're talking, going to talk well, about privilege. Well, they're they're used to being privileged, and maybe their maybe their privilege is expiring. You know, my yeah. my understanding about welfare is that it it came about to basically at first to help you know a pension for white women, and then when minorities wanted it, that's when it became a problem, right? And it, it's it's an issue of uh, 
of clans, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an issue of we don't like the brown people. Well, the, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that going on, I'm afraid. Yeah, I've kind of said a lot that uh, a lot of stuff that we see and like that we blame on religion is really culture. It's culture, the stuff that's poisoning a lot of things around us. I, I agree with you. If religion went around today, or went away today, we would still have these very problems. Be, and, and yeah. 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 Right. It just. No, I, I, I've never really said that religion is the problem. What it is is how people use it. You know, faith well, and sure. stuff, that's fine, but it's when it gets abused and twisted and, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to use this to prove my point and convince everyone else that um, they need to think like me. Right. And well, part the of thing it, is, uh, atheists have made great strides in, uh, in uh, putting out there that your religion isn't protected from scrutiny or, um, uh, or oh, what's the word? Um, ridicule. Like being ridicule. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Your, 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 your religion isn't protected from any of that. And uh, we made great strides in that, but uh, it's still a thing where we're where we want to stay hush hush about criticizing other people's culture. Well, and we, and that's not. A, and you're right. It will, yeah. If if religion went away, they would use something else, right? And and part of its dominance too, right? Is people asserting yeah. dominance. Mm -hmm. And those things don't go away with religion going away. Right. But hopefully. Right. But, but but are culture, we having more culture is seen, as, seen as sacred? Don't you talk about my culture? Don't you uh, don't don't you say anything uh, about my culture that that's mine? You know, like that hold it so sacred and saying no culture is just your way of doing things. And I can say anything I want about it. Well, and the same well, has been you know, said about religion a lot of times, too. Y'all are forgetting that America was founded as a Christian nation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That old. uh Wet yeah, noodle. don't forget that it was founded by people killing other people. It was the same the rest. It was founded by slave owners who wanted to be free. Wait, what, wasn't it the cotton that wanted to be free? <laughs> the cotton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh Let's, no, that was for for masturbation. Time. I no, think I, I think <laughs> I think that we have beat up on the U.S. long enough. It's time to beat up on Canada. Well, I, I do want to make, okay, uh, I do want to make one more point Canada. real quick. Okay, go ahead. I do want to make one more point. Um, we're using MAGA wrong. What? Uh, we, we apparently have not really understood the meaning of MAGA. Mm. Apparently, okay. the, actual, the actual thing that MAGA stands for is morons always gaslight Americans. Okay. I, I, thought, uh, I, I thought it was uh, to... Uh, to encourage people not to use pre-grated cheese, make America great again. Hey, oh. <laughs> no, um, Mark Mark Hamill. Somebody used uh, this. This senator was making fun of of global warming, saying that people who were people who were for you know basically believe in global warming are anti-aircraft, and that people would have to get around. <laughs> People would have to get around Alaska on tauntauns. <laughs> so Mark Hamill took him to task. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's beat up on Canada. Can you, yeah, well, of course, right. I, this is actually a victory well, actually, for common well, sense. We're, uh, we're going to see in our Canada. Canada has been uh, misbehaving a little bit, but we're, we're setting things right. Government will uh, stop paying for homeopaths to go to Honduras. That is correct. Uh, there was an article uh, on the CBC, which is a Canadian news service here, re regarding homeopaths being sent to Honduras to treat a number of serious conditions. And physicians were coming out and saying, this is nonsense. The government should not be paying for this. It, it was a whole deal. And you know how it goes. Uh, some elements in the government uh, would be like, oh, we, we want to encourage a more integrative healthcare approach with uh, holistic medicines and stuff. <laughs> and um, I guess we haven't talked about homeopathy in a while, so I guess we should recap for anybody who's not familiar with it. Basically, um, it is medicine without any active ingredients whatsoever. The, the big claim being that the, the water has some sort of mystical memory of an active ingredient that is supposed to have an effect on the body. I wouldn't say that homeopathy is without effect on the body. Yeah, water makes you I, pee. No, I, I, it's actually, uh, 
it's actually a pretty well established fact that when homeopathy is involved, Brian's face reddens and his blood pressure goes up. So, uh, you know, you can't say that it's, you can't say that it's without health effects. <laughs> he, he, he's got you on that one. <laughs> I guess that is true. <laughs> homeopathy is really bad for me. Well, what a, what kind yeah. of surprised me is that it was the um, the conservative government that instituted the policy to uh, include homeopaths in this, and it's the liberal government that has uh, rescinded it now. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm wondering if this is a case where it was it was basically people not doing their homework and saying, okay, well this person's a doctor and they want to go over there and not checking to see what kind of medicine they actually practice and then afterwards saying okay well this is why we sent them over there is so we can get a more uh, a more what was the word integrated view of of healthcare, more more holistic health care so basically somebody didn't do their homework and tried to cover it up afterwards hmm. that's what i'm wondering that would be my thought and that would be why the conservative government would would basically go with the uh, you know, let the woo-woo happen. Here's the thing. They, they shouldn't have been funding this kind of nonsense in the first place. It does harm. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, yeah, especially, if, especially the, if they're giving uh, the treatment to people who don't know any better and aren't going to seek other treatment because of it. Right. Yep. I, I do hope, though, that when they defunded the, the homeopathy people going over to Honduras, I do hope that the Canadian governor, government at least said sorry. <laughs> Us not say sorry? Hey, the only time we've done that was when... What's his name? Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Sorry. You know our minister or whatever the hell we call him? Our prime minister? Yeah. You mean Justin Trudeau? Yeah, when he refused to say sorry to that uh, one country. <laughs> that was a slap in the face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was very un-Canadian of him. Well, well I, it was right. I mean, he should not have to say sorry because of that one, because that was not right. But that's a slap in the face to anyone if if the Canadian does not say sorry. But, but we but we apologize for not saying sorry. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Oh. But yeah, yes, we do do that. Sorry or when we say that. sorry together, is sorry. How much how, did we say? How much money were they putting into this? Too much. Does it say? Well, yeah, but any amount is too much. Well, sure. Okay, so if you put one of those, if you put one of those dimes with the with the scooter on the, into it, it's too much. It's two hundred thousand dollars in federal funding for homeopathic programs in Honduras since twenty fifteen. It's not a lot of money. I mean, still it, too much. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, because people were not getting actual medical, uh, you know, medical help, and that and that two hundred thousand dollars probably could have done a lot of uh, helped a lot of people if it had been actual medicine. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to, you've got to look into, as you say, you've got to look into the amount of harm based upon the amount of care that people are not getting that they could have gotten. Well, exactly. So, hmm. so amount of harm compared to over harm received multiply harm. Well, why don't you work on that formula and we'll... Divide by uh, divide by pi in the sky. Right, that works. <laughs> pi in the sky r squared. Pi in the sky r squared. All right. But, okay. uh, yeah. Um, this, this, is, uh, this is a this is one of those victory stories where somebody noticed uh, things were amiss. Uh, got a bunch of uh, uh, got a bunch of attention to it, and uh, things are being taken care of. We're we're not gonna fund this nonsense in Honduras anymore. We'll fund it in Canada instead. <laughs> All right. What's I the hope next? Not, story? But, the, but, but it wouldn't surprise me if there were some like homeopathy government stuff going on. You should ask your sister. <laughs> yeah, she'd know. She, she, she's one of those people who are into the, all the uh, uh, woo stuff. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of the uh, alternative medicine stuff going on in the other half of your family. Oh, yeah, yes. that's, yes. that's from their dad. Ah. My dad and mom, and um, yeah, my my sister worked in a uh, uh, health food store for a while. Okay, and I know she's performed ear candling. Oh, that's the worst. 
Wow. That I mean that 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 is harm that that has done actual physical harm to people by burning their ear canals with hot wax. Mm-hmm. This is true. Most of the time it nothing happens, but Most of yeah, time you know, it, it, there there is that danger. Which uh which is completely different from burning your ear canals with hot wax for sexual purposes. Right. No, that's okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a turn on, go for it. Yeah, muting. If you get off on mutilating yourself, thumbs up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks, what is this? Is this going to be another savior of the white race, per- perpetual <clears throat> of hate crimes, see themselves as heroes? So to this connect to what we what we talked about earlier. Researchers, researchers say I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of I admit it's a no duh article I put in there. But the essence of it is reaffirming that they've done the research, they've you know looked into it, and um, and it, it, it probably go you know they're saying savings of the white race, but this probably goes you know all across the board. You can say that about um, like ISIS and other groups like that. They each view themselves as the heroes. It's part of the mentality that makes them so difficult to deal with. Very few people are villains in their own story. Right. And so, you know, the white supremacists that are busy making all these declarations, they, they truly believe that this is, you know, the heroic thing to do. They have to save the white race because, you know, it, oh, actually, I, I don't completely understand why, but the whole, you know, they see a, you know, an actual true threat to well, them. Well, it's, it's a truth that's been, it's a truth that's been... Um, it's it's been turned from a story into a into a myth and then into a truth. Basically, it started off as a justification, but you know you get that down through a few generations, and suddenly it's an absolute truth. So what right. is what is being said here? What 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 is going on in this article? Let's I well, mean, I, for one thing, we've got a we've got a man who entered a synagogue with an AR-15 and murdered eleven people explained his officers to a SWAT officer this way, they're committing genocide to my people. I just want to kill Jews. Yeah, and what justifies that they're committing genocide to his people? Uh, his feelings. Right, but that's... Because, that's... The, because they're I not mean, his people, and they're, they're spreading, uh, uh, you know, that's yeah, the whole thing. Are you talking about yeah. something that Israel has done or something? No. Uh, apparently, this is a situation where they were committing genocide just by existing. And like, the, uh, like, uh, is he is he believing in some sort of Jewish conspiracy to uh, yeah, so uh, the, kill out? This that that's well, a, this article is trash. It, it it doesn't cover any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it barely. You know, probably it's just the fact that they own the media and they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, that, especially but, with podcasts. Well, but part of podcasts. it is, and we know this is happening within what like twenty years, the various minority groups will actually be the majority. Yeah. And so just if you put them together, probably yeah. Yeah, just existing as a minority group is is a threat to um, the white culture because they're going to have less and less power. The Jews have been the target of this crap for a very long time. Well, yeah, and well, we've seen others. I mean, the Catholics were at one time. The Irish have been. Uh, obviously, the Mexicans are right now. Muslims are, are right now. Homosexuals. You know, they basically turn it to whatever groups they see as, oh, these groups are gaining an influence and power. They're threatening us. Therefore, we have to be heroic and attack them first. Um, And it talks about the whole caravan thing that we, you know, are still hearing about. All these caravans of um, immigrants coming up from um, Southern America are so dangerous to us. And we'll make it sound like they're the drug dealers and the... um, uh, rapists, terrorists, drug dealers, and rape. no, drug drug dealers rapists, and rape. terrorists, gang members, all this other stuff. And if the, the people of those groups are in there, they make up the insane minority. But no, no, the whole group is the problem because they're going to get in there and they're going to, you know. Well, and, and these people are emboldened right now because they've got a, you know, we essentially elected a leader who, uh-huh. you know, if you're not white or orange, you're nothing. <laughs> Plus, here's if you're the not thing. white or orange. Part of this, you know, when, when we talk about Trump, we talk about he uses the rhetoric that 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 works, right? It doesn't yeah. we don't know whether he believes it or not. 
but he but he is really good at at finding the rhetoric that is going to that is going to meet his needs and fulfill his purpose. And he's very good at it. I, I have a thought on Trump. I don't know if he necessarily believes in the superiority of the white race, but I do believe that I do believe that if you are not of his family and beyond that his circle that you're of no value to him but that's the human way i mean that that really is yeah, that sums up humanity i know but but i don't think it's a good quality in the president of country <laughs> well well yeah. I, I mean you're not going to get any disagreement about that no i know deja vu i think i've heard this before <laughs> but it, the, the article does talk about the teams that have been made um, so it, it goes into this whole thing about how the um, KKK and stuff actually failed um, in their basic message, message of um, white supremacy and has had to change it so that today it's the victimhood of the white. Yeah, right. That, you know, well, and we, we and see that playing very well. We see that people people playing the victim plays very well, whether they are or not. Christians are not the victims right now; they are still the majority. But but they're playing the victim card. We we I mean the the earlier ep- yeah, the earlier I, story I, we I talked about. I have friends who who believe and will 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 say to me that oh uh, uh, the the lowest on the totem pole uh, for for anything is a white male now, and uh, I just ha- I get angry at that and I have to say to them bull fucking yeah. shit yeah yeah. That's what they say an awful lot of the time, and it just makes me look at them going, what world are you on? Well, you, you well, have never actually been the victim of anything real. That's that's bullshit, Ian. They are yeah. being victimized by people not allowing them to victimize them. And <laughs> I almost, you've heard, I've heard that argument. You actually I know, I said it before. I said it before. And it was just and, as true then. And they'll, they'll sometimes go into like some somewhat valid argument, like uh, about um, affirmative action or something that uh, uh, a black person might be more um, uh, inclined to be hired just because they're being forced to or whatever, uh, even if they're not as qualified. And I'm like, you know, like maybe there's something to that, but uh, really, it's st- they're still not, you know, living it up while uh, yeah. uh, white people but- are having a huge hard time of it here's the thing you well, said the, heard- the other the other side of affirmative action is that it gives a chance to a black person you know for instance who may be more qualified but isn't getting hired because he's not the nephew of a white guy that the guy that the boss knows but still like your argument of we are victims because we're not allowed to victimize that's the heart of the religious argument against um LGTB. You know, oh, we, yeah. we we need to be allowed to discriminate against LGBT because right. if you don't allow us to discriminate against them, we're being victims of you not are allowing you, us to victimize. Are you trying to tell me that that argument is not valid? Not even close. Uh, <laughs> then you're then you are fucking victimizing me, buddy. <laughs> victimize, victimize, victimize. Poke, poke, poke. Yep, I'm playing the victim card. We see this too um, with other narratives. Wait, wait. Uh, is the victim card in the babies versus bears game or the exploding kittens game? Exploding kittens. Okay. All right. Then I'm playing the exploding victims victim card. <laughs> exploding kittens victim card. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm playing I'm playing the victim card draw because it's from an Uno deck too. Okay. You know, we we see this narrative play out with in a lot of uh, situations. You know. Um, as as things change and that you know we we sit with the manly man right if you yeah. and in like the is it the is it Jeffrey Peterson or um you know who basically and he's he's a he's a black man who thinks that that uh, that white men are he he would agree with the with the white supremacists essentially that they are being victimized and and you know he talks about how you know these liberals are you know these these sissy men and they're not real men and stuff like that the, the whole real man narrative um uh, I, toxic, I, toxic masculinity yeah i mean it's always but, fun yeah so uh, we yeah. see these narratives in a lot anytime things are changing from from, the, from what they feel the status quo is you're going to see these types of things it's well, pretty that's common because the status is not quo Ryan. <laughs> okay but don't quote them on it but don't quote him on. No, I'm already quoting. Yeah, just All don't right. start singing. We're not the a musical blog here. No. <laughs> Let's finish this up with Sesame Street. Okay. Okay. 
Because it fits in with our theme. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't intend a theme, but if you look at all the articles I put in, they do seem we end up having them all kind of interconnected into a theme. Yeah, and stupid me, I wanted to talk about quantum computers, and they don't fit the theme. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't fit into this cinematic universe. No, they don't. Nope, nope. So we're going to eliminate them and continue your theme. Okay. Okay, so the article I put up here is Sesame Workshop tries to put Bert and Ernie back in the closet. So, for those of you who don't know, Bert and Ernie are two roommates on the show Sesame Street. Um, uh, so, this article um, is the, one of the producers came out. I don't know if he straight out said it, but he kind of hinted that, yeah, Bert and Ernie probably um, could be viewed as a gay couple. And so, of course, the active producers right now come out and, um, no, they're just puppets. You can't put that, you know. They, they don't have sex orientation. You can't apply that kind of stuff to puppets. Okay, I'm gonna. I call bullshit on that right from the start because everybody knows that Bert and Ernie are are male. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. The idea that they can't have a, a, a gender is bullshit. True. I said uh, the, uh, uh, the sexual orientation. That's women. different from gender. But yes, uh, okay. that is true. Yeah. But uh, what what is? Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure. I really understand. What is the thing we're saying that? Who who said that uh, Bert and Ernie were gay? I don't. Th- oh, um, it's in here. Th- it was the writer of Sesame Street came out and said that they were more than friends, and then the producer walked it back, yeah, saying that they possess many human traits and characteristics. They remain puppets. They do not have a sexual orientation. Oh, is that what Which, he said? Sexual? You know, oh, he didn't say gender. He said sexual orientation. They they do not have a sexual okay. Oh, orientation. Okay. All right, that's fine. But but. Um, that is actually that's actually proven false in uh, their own canon. In you know, basically knowing that Kermit is a uh, porcophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing about it, the thing about it is that um, uh, you know, like uh, uh, the writer probably sa- said what he said without like the uh, blessing of the. Uh, oh, People who the, the head writer, the people who were who, who are responsible for continuity in the Burton Ernie story, uh, call, calling them out as gay seems kind of weird if they're not portrayed as gay in the show because it's it's like uh, that that's not really representation of uh, gay people. Right, it's I like found, a weird thing. Think sorry. What are you were you gonna say? I found the actual quote from the writer, which might help clarify. Um, so. He was saying, and I always felt that without a huge agenda, when I was writing Bert and Ernie, they were. Basically referring to them being lovers. So the the writer who started the whole thing was saying that it wasn't an agenda, but when he wrote the character, he was writing them as if they were lovers. You know, I I kind of reject the idea that that a fictional character can be anything that's not written into the fiction. Kind of like the way J.K. Rowling said that Dumbledore was gay. It's like, okay, but uh, he was was never gay uh, in the books. So that's not really representing (laughs) gay people. That's true. When you Uh, watch... Okay, but when you... Uh, I, I have a lot more background in my characters in my head than I can put into the stories. You know, sometimes you hint at a bit more to them, but you can't. It's like exploring that would just take up too much time and go against the story I'm trying to tell. Here's the thing: well, the audience that with that is being targeted by Sesame Street is it, is it necessary to clarify? No, I, I don't I, think it is, it is either way. I don't either. That, here, here is that, where I have a problem with this. I have a problem with two people living in a dwelling together and being best friends, and there's no possible relationship for them to have aside from a sexual one. I, I have a problem with that With that thought. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. I there's no reason that. to clarify. Just just leave them as they are, right? Yeah, leave them, leave them as best friends and roommates. I, th- th- and that's yeah, fine. I, I think, like, uh, the Burton Ernie character, character um, mold, I think, came from, like, the odd couple, right? Very, very much, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, if if anything, though, Bert and Ernie's relationship is actually a little more a little more toxic than Oscar and Felix's. So, because Bert, Bert, uh, Ernie does Ernie does stuff specifically to fuck with Bert, and I'm not talking about it in a sexual sense. 
No. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, 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 Bert may not be gay, but I'm pretty sure he's doing those pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> All the time I've ever seen Bert and Ernie, I've always just thought of them as siblings. No, they could I be. never pictured that. Yeah, I never. Myself. I just thought you know, they siblings were. Siblings are best friends that are just. I mean, it's okay yeah. for them to just be roommates. I mean, it, but yeah, you know, on the other is. hand, though, there is there is Sesame Street and uh, Muppets canon that Muppets do have do have gender and they do yes, have they do they have, do have sexual gender. orientation. Well, but the other uh, thing is, all, they all have Muppets to be sexually orientated or interested in all anyone. Muppets. All Muppets have a gender except for Snuffleupagus. He is male. Does it? But yeah, I mean, like, and I think, yeah. like, he's a male. There's um, a stuffette. Yeah, he has a niece. Yeah. There, there, there's been plenty of opportunity within uh, Sesame Street to Jewish explore Bert, to explore Bert and Ernie as a romantic couple that has never been capitalized on. Uh, therefore, I think there's no way you can argue that they really are a couple. The other thing is that aren't aren't they supposed to be a certain age? Aren't they? Aren't Bert and Ernie supposed to be like? I mean, they're targeted at like. I, I don't know, three, four, five, six. What, what age are they targeted at? Right? That I don't know. And so, and so the other the other problem with I with trying to add a, a a sexual agenda to them is that they're they're essentially young kids, right? Yeah, but are you saying? Brian, well, I mean, like, tell me, uh, Sesame oh, Street no, has tackled homosexual dumbass. Hold okay, on. Brian, are you trying to say that a young oh. child? cannot know their sexual orientation. No, what I'm saying is that you okay. don't usually see five-year-olds having a sexual relationship. That is true. I, I just wanted to make sure we... No, no, no. Yeah, okay, no, I appreciate the clarification. What I'm saying is that the age that the that the puppets are, right, they, they probably wouldn't be pursuing a sexual relationship with each other anyway. Yeah. And I don't think that that's being, that's being talked about anywhere, is that every puppet on that show is targeted at a certain age. Right, and some. Well, of I think else. I think we're not we're not so much talking about uh, sexuality, uh, more as like um, orientation towards romantic relationships with the opposite sex. And I believe that Sesame Street has covered um, homosexuality before in uh, people having romantic relationships with the same sex. And they probably have, but not with Bert and Ernie. Right there, there are yeah. more. There are yeah. other places in that show where that would be more appropriate to to um, to talk about than with Bert. Yeah, and Ernie. if if. The, if I think if they want, if the Sesame Street brand wanted Bert and Ernie to uh, be more than friends, to be lovers, that they could they could do that, and they could bring bring that out, and it would be like a, a huge thing. But until they do that, they're really not. But here's, but I and, think, but you can't, you wouldn't want to do that because of the because of the age group that they are targeting with those puppets. Yeah, no, I think they could do that easily enough. Here's another point against Bert and Ernie being gay. Do you really think that if Bert and Ernie would, were gay, they would wear those shirts? <laughs> <sighs> but to me, it's it's a non-issue either way. They could be, they could yeah. not be. And it's one of the things that um, I don't think should be announced one way or the other and say, listen, they are who they are. There you go. I it's agree with not, that. I am fine with that. Not, I, I understand yeah. the writer, you know, potentially trying to make, you know, pr- potentially trying to make kids out there feel like they've got you know a kid who may need an ally well, making them feel like they've got a Muppet ally out there didn't it saying specific- that you've got saying that it's okay to be this way because Bert and Ernie are this way but at the same time I, I I tend to agree with that they're not supposed to be of an age where they're likely to be engaging in a sexual relationship yeah right uh, that that's I mean, how, like uh, um yeah. Uh, the, the, this writer who says that he pictures them as gay. Well, okay, you picture them a, as that, but I mean, have you ever put that into your writing? Have you have you had uh, uh, Ernie bring home a romantic gift to Bert at any point? Exactly. Right? There's a difference between the canon and what other people write or think. Yeah, you could argue that because he pictures them in that way, that it does show up in his writing in subtle ways. But honestly. It it seems like it should be a non-issue. Yeah. Now, if if every if every yeah, and Muppet, I disagree a bit bit with Ian. Ian says like, uh, well, you have ideas about what your characters are in your mind when you create them. Well, if you don't put that down on paper, then it doesn't really exist for your reader. 
It's left up the imagination Did of the Just say reader. that Rowling's claims of Dumbledore being gay can't be accurate because it's not in the book. Um, uh, I, I, don't, no, I'm, I mean, like, uh, it, 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 her claims of, of him being gay are just nothing. They're, they're the air. They're stupid. With, with the last movie, they're a bit more, if you watch the last movie, what it says. Because it, it does say more or less that he had a relationship with Grindelwald. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't it, know, but that's the point. Um, you know, if she came out and said that, that's fine. That he can be gay. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, it yeah. just. But, it, but it, when you read the books, without that it, piece of knowledge, it, it's irrelevant. Right. Yeah. And besides which, um, you know, basically Dumbledore went to British primary school. <laughs> so yeah, obviously he's gay. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. uh. Okay, so you said that every Muppet on the show is focused at a certain age group. So yeah. I really got to know, who the fuck is Oscar <laughs> aimed at? I don't know. I mean, because basically... Oscar kind of spans generations, right? Oscar... I was going to say, he, he comes across as like a, like a 64-year-old... Yeah. A 64-year-old war veteran who hates the entire world and is a hoarder. I think that like Elmo is like and doesn't want anyone on his lawn. El- Elmo is two or three. Cookie Monsters like four. I mean, so they they have ages uh, assigned to them. If Elmo is two or three, I feel different about tickling him. I'm just jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the the other thing, though, too, is that Sesame Street always. Wait, are you saying always... that you're OK with tickling adults? Just. <laughs> oh, I was happier when we were tanking, talking about tantric love witches. <laughs> I know you were. Unfortunately, they, there is no tantric love witch Muppet. <laughs> no, yeah. nope, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going to say that Sesame Street always changes itself to match with the times. Um, sure. Sesame sure. Street, it, it tries to be, it tries to be basically a reflection of what, of what is going on out there. There is uh, an HIV positive Muppet. There is, um, there's Muppets who uh, have had their parents go to jail. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, well, on, Cookie uh, Monster. August. Cookie Monster now believes that cookies are a sometime treat. Yeah, I want to ruin that boy. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, I, I, that was just way too much encouraging kids to just stuff cookies in their mouth and chew on them, let them fly all over the place without even tasting them or eating them. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of puppets, have you guys seen all these uh, these new ads about vaping? No, because apparently vaping is really really bad for puppets. Okay. Apparently it's really bad for puppets, and uh, it dries their it dries their uh, hair. No, uh, apparently it compromises their puppet immune systems. <laughs> oh, oh right. I, we, and I think we need to dig into you vaping. Vape, you are four times more likely as a puppet to start smoking. Poor puppets. Yeah. Is there a punchline to this? Yeah, I, I'm waiting. Oh, no, well, yeah, there is a punchline to it. But you, you, when you see one of the commercials, you'll see the punchline. <laughs> okay. The punchline. The punchline is life. We need to talk about vaping sometime at some point. I think we need to dig into that. I think that there's a lot. I, I think that uh, you know it's looked as an uh, almost like an a healthy alternative to smoking, and I, I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not really any healthier. But I do know people who've said that vaping has helped them quit smoking. Sure. I mean, it, I like vaping better because it doesn't bother me like cigarettes do, right? It's okay. If you're going to kill yourself, I'm okay with that, as long as you're not killing me at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> some of the well, chemicals it, it definitely in, uh, smells better. It definitely smells some of better. The chemicals, some of the chemicals that are involved in making the, making the vapor of the vape juice are not real healthy for your lungs. But, you know, at the same time, it's probably more healthy than smoking is and they're not really um you know the 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 whole campaign on anti-vaping right now is all about keeping kids from smoking 
Well, yeah, it's all about the fact that if you vape, you're going to be four times more likely to smoke. Hmm. And that, you know, people saying that vaping is safer is not really true because you're four times more likely to smoke. I think we need to dig into it. I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm wondering about those types of claims exactly. Yep. I think that's it. I think we should say good night, everybody. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's another pie in the sky in the can. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us. Let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.